Hey, good morning, y'all. It's Tuesday morning. I hope you're doing well and uh, looking forward to a, a great day today. I know that I am. It's going to be an awesome day, and I can't wait to see uh, what God does today in this day. I'm looking forward to an awesome week this week. Uh, we had a great Sunday worship at St. Matthew Sunday. I'm looking forward to a great Sunday this coming week. Got a baptism. Um, God's just good, y'all. God's good all over, and I'm just thankful uh, every day we're here is a Another day we get to experience the love and uh, goodness of God. So I'm praying for you today as you go about your daily business, um, that you can experience God and can um, see his power and more importantly, see his love. I uh, know how loved you are and I know how uh, much you have the blessing and the joy of getting to love others uh, to point them to Jesus. Uh, today uh, we're in John, John chapter 2. Uh, we're going to look at uh, John 2. Uh, we're going to read verses 13 um, through uh uh, yeah, we'll read 13 through, um, through 22, John 13, John 2, 13 through 22, which says this, the Passover of the Jews was near and Jesus went up to Jerusalem in the temple. He found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their table, making a whip of cords. He drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remember that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has already been under construction for 46 years. How will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. And his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. A couple of things here about that passage. First, I want to be very clear. I, I said this to you often. I'll always say it when we reflect or preach upon John. Always remember in John's gospel, when the, the text says, and the Jews did this, remember, that is uh, a shortcut for the religious leaders. Um, that's not a, that's not speaking of all the Jewish individuals. That's speaking of a specific group of people, the religious leaders, shorthand for what um, the other gospels would call the Pharisees and Sadducees. So just I want to be very clear, because uh, remember Jesus was Jewish. So just just I want to be very clear when we read that passage, because some people have used passages like that, verse like that, for anti-Semitism and things such as that, and that's not the intent of John. Remember, John was Jewish, Jesus was Jewish, all the disciples were Jewish. So just always remember, in John's gospel, the word Jews is shorthand for the religious leaders. Just always follow that away when you read John's gospel. Um, you'll, you'll notice, if you, this is John chapter 2. Um, when you read the other gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you will see that the cleansing of the temple, which we just read, is found later in the gospels. Where in John's gospels, it's found very early. Um, this is because... The Gospels were written, um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what's called synoptic Gospels. They are Gospels that are basically a um, uh, a history. I mean, Matthew, Mark, and Luke were written pretty much to tell the history of Jesus. I mean, they all follow a similar flow. They're all different. They all have their own distinct markings and distinct points. Um, as I've shared with you before, Mark has no, has no Christmas story. Mark pretty much jumps right into the baptism. He doesn't even have time for Christmas. Um, Matthew and Luke have different different perspectives on Christmas from different eyewitness accounts, um, but they follow the same flow of story from beginning to end. Um, they, if you remember in school, they're 
the who, what, when, where questions that when you write something. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are answering who, what, when, where. Uh, John is answering why. So John is not as concerned with the same historic flow as as uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John's gospel, he says in the back of the book, he says, back of his letter, he says that, not letter, back of his book, that this was written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So, um, so John's purpose here is different than um, different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're trying to give you a history of Jesus. John's trying to convince you that Jesus is the Son of God. So John's stories, John will have some, have some different stories than others do. He'll have some different teachings. He'll have some more in-depth. John's Gospels often see as more mystical because it's a little bit deeper uh, than the rest of them. Um, just in terms of more mysterious, if you will, at times. Um, and uh, and he doesn't always have the same historic order because he's not worried about historic order. John is somebody telling stories. Think about when you, the way I always explain it is, think about when you're sitting on the front porch with your friend drinking iced tea or drinking a cup of coffee and you start telling stories. Are you about getting the historic order correct? No, you're just telling stories with a friend of yours. That's what John's doing here. John's just telling you about Jesus. So uh, in this story, he has the story of Jesus cleansing the temple. And uh, this is um, an interesting story um, because... We often get a um, get get a, get a wrong account of what's happening here. Um, we see Jesus very angry often when we tell the story. You may have heard the old meme when people say, um, "What would Jesus do?" I always remember flipping over a table and making a whip as an option because um, that's what he did here. But what's happening here is in the Jewish culture, most people when you would go to the temple to worship, you would have to make a sacrifice. That was part of the Levitical order. Levitical plan, uh, there were certain sacrifices required or encouraged for different things. Well, very few people had, were going to go to Jerusalem with a bull. You weren't going to take your bull from Galilee down to Jerusalem. <clears throat> so you were going to get to Jerusalem from wherever you're coming from. If you're coming from the north, from Galilee, if you're coming from Dan up in the north, if you're coming from Beersheba in the south, no matter, no matter where you were coming from, you were going to come to the temple and then you were going to purchase whatever it is that you needed for um, your sacrifice. So you would have bought your that's what these animals were. These were the animals that were to be used for a sacrifice. But here's the deal. The Roman money you would have had would have had a picture of Caesar on it. Well, the Romans believed Caesar was a god. So you couldn't very well use pagan money, uh, money with a god on it, a false god on it, to buy holy instruments. So you would exchange your Roman money for Jewish temple money. So the money changers would take that Roman money and exchange it over, change it over to temple money. You would then use the temple money to purchase the, the bull, I mean, to purchase the animals that you would use for the sacrifice. Here's the deal. This became a very expensive proposition for the average Jewish individual. It was hard. I mean, there, there was a lot of money changing places here, a lot of money changing hands here, and there were a lot of impediments that were placed in the way of individuals coming to worship. And that's why Jesus disrupts this system. It's because what's happening here is there were always burdens being placed upon individuals coming to the temple to worship. And that wasn't the point of the law. That wasn't what Jesus desired. Jesus desired individuals to come to his father's house to worship and to pray. That was his desire in this moment. And so he was disrupting those who were placing all these barriers in front of people coming to approach God. 
And so um, I think that for us today, as we think about how to be in relationship with others, as we think about how to share the good news with others, um, we need to be careful not to put too many barriers between them and God at this moment. Um, I think one of the worst things someone can think is, well, I've got to get my life straight before I can come to God. I've got to get everything figured. I've got to get have everything figured out and everything right before I can have a relationship with God. God wants us to come to Him just as we are. Uh, I, we sang the old hymn Sunday in church, "Just as I am, without one plea." Um, at the, the longer we walk with God, hopefully, the more the the more we desire God, and the more we probably see our sin, see our need for repentance. I know um, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I said, I, you know, I think I've come to realize that with God, the closer I feel to him, the further I, the further I am to holiness when I understand who God is. Um, and I, 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 I now see that it isn't just individual actions that I need to confess for when I pray. It is the intent of my heart. It is, you know, so much deeper than just actions. Um, you know, so I often feel pretty sinful because I feel like my heart's always sinful and that I'm always um, distracted by the things that pull me from God. Um, when someone is beginning a walk with God, let's not be so, let's be careful not to put things between them and God. Let, let's be careful not to make coming to God harder than it ought to be. Um particularly those that are Christians. Let's do all that we can do to allow as many people as possible to enter into God's kingdom. I think that's our job. I think in many ways that's our job, but I think that's what Jesus was trying to tell us here in the story was that every level here was another impediment to people coming to the temple to pray. And that's why Jesus just blows it out today and says, no, my father's house should be a place to be a house of prayer. And that's what I think we need to make sure we're doing as Christians is not putting barriers between people uh, and God. What does it look like? I, I just always come back to the fact that I think there's a lot of people who feel like who feel like they're that, that they aren't that they aren't good enough to come to church or they aren't good enough to be loved by God. And they put that all they put that barrier between them and God. And I think sometimes our job is to be like Jesus and break that wall down. And say, no, 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 no. Come on in. Come on in. You're welcome. God desires you. God gives you grace. God's called you here. Sometimes our job is to be like Jesus. And to knock down those things that keep folks from God. And to allow as many people as possible to enter in and to feel the goodness and the love of God. Then let God take care of it from there. Um, so today, if there's anything that in your life that's keeping you from walking with God, Knock that down. There, God wants to know you. There's no, you, doesn't matter if you're doesn't matter if you're a long way from God. It doesn't matter where you are. God wants to be in a relationship with you. Don't let anything stand between you and God. And then for us who are Christian, I think part of our job is to knock down those things that keep others from God, and to help everyone that we meet know that God desires to know them, and God desires to love them. As I've heard it said, you'll never look into the eyes of somebody who God doesn't love. So today, let's do all that we can do to make as many people as possible, make sure as many people as possible come to know the love of God. Hey, love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great uh, Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow morning.
Have a great day.